What up, y'all? Welcome to Queer Walk, the podcast. This is Money, a friendly creator. And I apologize for the episode being a little late this week. I've just been a mess. Um, uh, Yeah, job hunting is not going well, <laughs> even though I think I got a job. But anyway, um, this episode is actually the live episode that me and Nikita did at Bonfire Radio's fourth annual audio festival. And I'm so excited to get this episode to y'all. Um, I thought it was like the best episode I've ever done. Um, I, I did really good having somebody there to talk to and the audience was dope. So I hope y'all really like this episode. I'm going to get right into it. Um, again, if you want to submit topics, questions, uh, queer walks of the week, hit me up at queerwalkpod, that's P-O-D, at gmail.com. I hope y'all enjoy this episode. Let me know what you think. Use the hashtag QueerWOC to keep the conversation going. All right, y'all, let's get into it. Love your chocolate demeanor and your cocoa kisses. I see your flow from a distance. Your vibe inside my submission. I give you all of me. Wanna make you proud of me. We see the God in all you do. Your light is harmony. Hey, every type, dark, night, bright, light, I'm loving your soul. They hate you, replace you, take you, but know that you go. Worldwide from every continent, I just want you to jig a little bit. Move them hips, feel that bliss. Hug your sister, make a fist. Don't resist your temptation. You're amazing, no limitation. My favorite in this matrix, we move by your vibration, and that's love. I hope you hear that on the daily, cause baby, you love. I hope you hear that on the daily, cause baby, you love. I hope you hear that on the daily, cause baby, you love, I love you. you love. Thank you. Yeah. I hope you hear what that up, y'all? This is hey, hey. Queer Walk, the podcast. My name is Money, your friendly creator, and I'm here with the homie, uh, Nikita. And I am, I call myself a local black queer troublemaker. All right. <laughs> and that was disrespectful how y'all did upstairs. Yeah. I know, I was like, there's something beyond the Bronx? Uh, like, yes. We we are about 75% of the black population of Syracuse. Basically, right here. Uh, <laughs> down here. Right here. <laughs> so, I wanted to shout out Truth, uh, who did my intro song. Um, love her music. Check her out. It's Truth is P.S. She's also a part of the group Mother Nature with Clever Knox, and they are both bomb as fuck. Uh, so check them out. And so I always forget to do this, so I need to do it at the beginning, where you can find the podcast. So we are on iTunes, Google Play, and um, SoundCloud. SoundCloud is home. That's where we at. I read the comments. So <laughs> leave us a comment on SoundCloud. Uh, we're on Instagram at QueerWOC. And pretty much everything is QueerWOC. You can hit us up on Twitter at QueerWalkPod, that's P-O-D, and the Gmail is the same, QueerWalkPod at gmail.com. So I just had to put that because I always forget. All right, so I start the um, the podcast off with a Queer Walk of the Week, but I think I'm going to flip it because that's going to, like, I really want to talk about what happened. So I'm going to do the community contributors first. So the community contributors are all the people that help me do the podcast, grow the podcast, 
um, share it, give me donations to keep it going, um, all those things. So, of course, I have to shout out Bonfire Radio and TK for having us here. This is, like, epic. Some big platform shit. Like, what? Uh, I never imagined doing Queer Walk live. Usually, I'm sitting in my living room, and it's just me and my cat, Riri, bad gal Riri. (laughs) And (laughs) it's just the two of us, so this is intimidating and amazing. Um, And I also need to shout out Missy Isamore. I hope I pronounced her last name right, because she holds me down on SoundCloud, like, shares every episode like, went back, I think she started following around episode 17 and went back and reposted 1 through 16. <laughs> so I just need, thank you so much for your support. Uh, hey, all the boys is still my number one commenter. Thank you <laughs> for, um, I don't know, cradling me through these tragedies that are my dating life. Um, and the Even Exchange podcast. So they're out of Atlanta. Um, and they talk about everything. And I really like it because to me it feels like I'm just sitting there hearing my friends talk to one another. So I love them. They follow Queer Walk and um, sent me a message saying that they love the podcast. So I just wanted to shout them out. Thank you. That that message meant a lot to me because I'm just at the end of coursework for my PhD, actually. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I be typing. And... Um, so I just finished, and so now I guess I'm a doctoral candidate, which means that candidate. they actually take me serious now. Like, so you you really about to be Dr. Money. Yes. <laughs> um, but it also is very stressful. It's kind of like this time that it's really being revealed that they really don't want me to be an academic. Um, and I'm like, that's fine, because I don't want y'all little funky-ass academic jobs anyway. Uh, I just need this receipt to go do what I really want to do. Uh, and so I was actually considering, like, do I really want to keep doing Queer Walk? I told you that. Girl. I was like, I think I'm going to shut down the Tumblr page. Like, I just need a break. And then I got a message from Even Exchange, like, girl, we heard your last episode and we love it. Like, we were all laughing out loud. So I was like, okay, I need to keep going because this is what I do it for. And you know, we, you said it. We the 75% of the black community in Syracuse. I need a chip. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm keeping going. Um, all right. So going back to Queer Walk of the Week. So this week, right, right, this some shit. So Queer Walk of the Week is my friend Vanity Mac. Um, and I told you a little bit about this, but I didn't want to tell you too much because I wanted the crowd to get your real reaction. So, so my friend Vanity, we went to undergrad together, um, and she's a black trans woman. And so she, you know, works one of these, uh, like, office jobs, like a lot of us do post-graduation, and w- went to Cato's to get some pants for work. Um, now, I don't know people who shop at Cato's on a regular. Like, it's, it's like one of those places that... It's like your mama or di- like your, yeah, your auntie went to Cato's. Like the church ladies go there. That's about right. And it's, it's really like, okay, I need some work pants. That's, that's what you go there for. Like, I need a shirt for work, something, something. Walmart is all out of black pants. I'm going to hit up Cato's. That's, that's, like, they don't have regulars. Maybe old white ladies. That's, that's I don't know. I don't know who regularly shops at Kato's. But anyway, Vanity went into Kato's just looking for some regular work pants um, and was not allowed to use the fitting room. No. 
Yeah. So the Ooh. one of the sales associates told her that the fitting rooms are for women. And so, you know, Vanity left, didn't buy the um the pants. And so then she posted on Facebook, like, yo, this happened to me. And so you know how you post something on Facebook and everybody sends you suggestions, like, or support, right? And so they like write corporate headquarters, because this happened in Silicaga, Alabama. And people were like, yo, write corporate, get that person fired. So I'm about to read y'all corporate's response oh, to it was Vanity. Trash. It's trash. Dear Vanity, in quotes, right? So it's racist already. Like, okay. We received your email and appreciate your comment. Kato's is a company with a solid customer service and diversity policy. Events have led us to adopt a policy providing that Kato dressing rooms are for the exclusive use of our female customers and minor children who accompany them. We truly appreciate your business and would like to keep you as a customer. We encourage you to avail yourself of our return policy when merchandise does not suit your needs. And please utilize our website. Thank you, Kato's. Did it it say due to recent events? No, no, no. It said, oh, wait, hold up. Let me pull it back. Events. It just says events have led us to adopt a policy. Basically, people having the audacity to think that trans lives actually matter. Is that yes. are those the events yeah. that they're talking about? Basically, or, <laughs> <laughs> or like, how dare you try to try on some clothes before you buy them? And I feel like it's just real. Like that's just like old, good old fashioned bigotry right there. Because they they said please they, avail yourself. They didn't say, oh, we'll send you a coupon. But they were like. Not even that. Like, here's a fifty percent off code for the website, or not? No, it's just like shop online. We don't even want you in the store. Basically, actually, that's disgusting. So if you could just shop online and use the return policy when stuff don't fit, that would be great. Thanks. Uh, yeah, and this fuck. is this is corporate. Like, just to put that out there, like this, and it's signed. Thank you, the Cato's Fashion Corporation. So, like this. So yeah, this is straight from the top. It wasn't like oh. Let me call your manager. Let me speak to your manager. No, this is like Kato's Corporation. Yeah. And so I think a lot of times I give my energy to the big and immediately um, deadly acts of violence against trans women. But it's all these little things that actually create those conditions for trans lives to not actually right? It's it's the policing, like my body in public. I can't try on your raggedy ass pants before I buy them. And I think about like from that little worker standpoint, my mama used to say, you don't own nothing up in here. She yeah. was going to get 970. Right, right. Actually, this is in the South. It's yeah. probably what? 715. Oh, se- yeah. $7 minimum wage. Is she trying to yeah. be uh, a cashier, a sales floor, sales floor yeah. associate and a security guard? Yeah. That is above her pay grade. You been, yeah, like super Silicaga bigot. Like I'm, I'm going to go above and beyond. And then I think about how I, I say this a lot when I'm talking to people who act like they just can't wrap their minds around transgender identities. And I think at the root of it is gender, right? And so this this is how transphobia impacts all of us. Exactly. So this is not just the policing of a black trans woman, but it's this idea that the, a woman looks a certain way. And so you can look at somebody and clock them, or you can look at somebody and tell what their gender identity is. Right. And so... Anybody, so that's 
like you can fire shots at anybody, anybody coming in your dressing rooms. Like, oh no, actually, these dressing rooms are only for females. What? So I yeah. would say people should boycott Kato's, but again, who's shopping there? To That's begin exactly. With? I'm like boycott Kato's. So I, I've been I've been riding that boycott real hard. Then, <laughs> yo. <laughs> But so, um, so Vanity actually had a spin idea on this boycott Kato's, right? So she started the hashtag boycott Kato's, but to have trans women initially, but I really think that we can make it bigger and louder by folks with all kind of marginalized identities exactly. using the hashtag boycott Kato's to talk about an experience they had, like in stores. So, uh, like I called it fuckery in fashion <laughs> places, yes. right? So. Going into stores and being followed. I know mm-hmm. that's happened to me so many times. Um, or, oh, clearance is that way. <laughs> How you know I'm here for clearance? Yes, I am. I am. But that's I'm about to say. <laughs> Bitch, stay on my wallet. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, using the, the hashtag boycott Kato's because of this experience to really talk about all the things that happen to people when they just trying to live their life. Like going out, running to the store to buy some pants for work. And I feel like this is like real personal, like for me, especially being um, a gender nonconforming person. Cause I'm like, I just wanna buy my grandpa loafers in peace. (laughs) Right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they, like this, I remember I was in like Macy's and this woman was like, "Um, can I help you? I was like, bitch, I'm trying to buy a suit. Mind your business. You you gonna miss out on this commission, right? Exactly. I was like, I will take my cute little queer masculine ass elsewhere, <laughs> and then switch off with your coin. Okay, and really confuse them. <laughs> they be like, what? I pull out uh, waiting to exhale. Is she watching me? <laughs> Girl, but no, like, yeah. I feel like I've had so much. Like as I've come into like understanding and accepting my gender identity, like shopping was like a huge, huge hurdle thing. for yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, so I've been thinking about this idea of like visibly queer because exactly. that's that's like the language people use and stores is like the main place that happens. So I was thinking about I I love a good button up. I also love a good crop top, but I love button ups. And so I was in a thrift store of all places. And so in Syracuse, there's frat culture because Syracuse University is like one of the biggest employers in the community. And so white boys think they have free reign in the community as well. Um, and so we, I was in this thrift store and they were in the same section with me because we all looking at button ups. And one of them says, see, this is why I ain't never no good shirts over here because all the dykes taking those good clothes and, <laughs> you and taking your bitch too. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, that was too much. Right. That was too much. I'm sorry. You'll, you'll get this shirt when your bitch leave my house in it. You know? So. And when she go and wash it at your house. Don't do it. Yeah. So, and you know me, I don't let comments you, slide. We were, we were on the train. <laughs> this... Okay, that's you another story. You bitch, she don't let shit I was slide. like, don't get it twisted. They they get confused because, you know, this accent has neutraled out because of going to school down south and then being in Syracuse. But I am still from South Jamaica, Queens. I will whip your ass. In a heartbeat. Like, so this little girl on the train yesterday, I was trying to save a seat for Nikita because she's not used to New York City. Don't do that. And, <laughs> 
You know, people are already out here disrespecting upstate. They be like, oh, that little cute country bumpkin from upstate. You don't know how to work public transportation. Don't do that. Well, you you was right behind me. I have I short legs. I was, you, a, one pace for you is like three for me. Okay. All right. That's fair. But so. You, sh- you this- showing out in front of your little friends no. is what you're doing. <laughs> Go ahead and tell your little funky ass story. So this this white girl's boyfriend sits in the seat that I was saving for Nikita. But when he sits, he's like sitting on me. And so I was like, well, damn, I guess I ain't going to save a seat anyway because you're just going to sit on me and in the space. And she goes, too bad. And, and, so, and I, I, so I'm behind. What you say? I was like, excuse me, did you just say too bad? My, no, you looked her dead in the eye. You like, did you just say too bad? And she was like, it was another it was, language. It was an, another language. Bitch, that another- wasn't Polish. Don't do that. <laughs> and so I stared her down for like 14 stops. And so, and, then, and I'm late. And I'm, I'm late I, on the situation. I wanted her to say something else. And so I'm just trying to, like, I'm like staring at her eyes, trying to make eye contact with her the whole time. She's looking everywhere. Except at me. And so I think they got off. It wasn't even a stop. I think she was just yeah. uncomfortable with me like, you yeah, so that was yesterday. So I just don't let comments pass. Because again, it's like these little things. They start to build up and people think they could treat you any kind of way. Especially real. not in public. You're not going to do me like right. that. So I'm in this thrift store. This white boy say this, you know, that's why I ain't no good shirts. Cause they ta- and it just struck me like they taking all the jobs. They taking right, after, you right. know, like it's a button up. Right. And it's, this is not reparations. Okay. First of all, we in the Salvation Army, and, and you pressed over a $3 button-up? So they do. So, <laughs> so, I, so I popped off on him. Don't even remember what I said. I just blacked out. And he was just like, well, well, and you know, after that, because he had a lot of bass in his voice when he was talking about me being in the men's section. Uh-oh. It's a, it was a painting. Painting down. But, but then after I said something to him, he went straight Dan on me. And he was like... Well, this is the the men's section, pal, okay? Not pal. You know they love a pal. Well, where are you going with that shirt, buddy? I am not your friend. We are not not familiar. Stop. And so so I was like, it should just say shirts. There ain't no damn men's men's section. And so then I'm going off on Salvation Army like, and why the hell is it divided by gender anyway? I'm not here for this binary. Y'all up in here reproducing this fascist gender regime, and I'm just trying to shop. I'm like, all I wanted was a button up. And now I'm sitting here dealing with him, telling me I shouldn't be in the men's section. So, yeah. So, stuff like that. Hashtag boycott Kato's. No, what you said? (laughs) Yes. All right. So I'm going to totally switch gears now and go to the mental moment with money. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, so we have been talking about, well, in general, how people use terminology. It's like, I don't know, something happens and then somebody writes an article about it and then that becomes like the terminology that everybody uses. Buzzword. And then it it gets away from the the actual meaning. And so one of them... So in my past two episodes, I've been talking about how cis people ain't shit. And I've been, I got one message about like maybe I should have put a transphobia trigger warning. A, a warning. Okay. Um, on the episodes. 
And so I have a very unpopular opinion about trigger warnings. And it's because of this, like, I'm triggered. But you're also a mental health professional. So you right. know it means something specific. Right. So a particular kind of history. I, be, I do this. So... <laughs> um, this PhD is not getting it's, itself. I mean, I did, six years. So... Uh, <laughs> So I wanted to talk a little bit about triggered and what like triggering act like where that language actually comes from. Um, so most most I guess widely known, it's related to PTSD, meaning that you've survived some sort of traumatic event, and now things remind you of that traumatic event so much so that you become sucked into a flashback by like something that reminds you of that event. That's what that's what's called a trigger. Or, or being triggered, right? So you're right back into your trauma. And, um, and so th- this made me think about actually the connection between being triggered and anxiety attacks mm-hmm. because, um, and versus panic attacks because panic attacks are just like sudden and they happen and they come out of like nowhere with no warning where anxiety attacks sort of build up. Like you start to notice like, oh, my chest is tightening or that thing is making me really uncomfortable and it's a gradual build. And usually when that thing that triggered the anxiety is removed, so does the anxiety attack. Okay. And so, so most of the time when people are triggered, it's a panic situation. Like they, they don't know what did it. It just hit them out right. of nowhere. And suddenly like they're in this mode of fight, flight, or freeze. Cause that's our body's natural responses to trauma. Like you either about to whoop ass you shut down or you run. <laughs> the, the first one, <laughs> that part. <laughs> yeah, and so, so the idea of trigger warnings in itself could be triggering. So, so just like having something that says trigger warning, rape. Like just seeing the word rape in itself could be triggering because again, triggers are like panic. They just, bam, you don't know. And so, so saying like, that's the work that we do in therapy is to help people recognize their triggers. Mm -hmm. And so recognizing that something is triggering for you, to me, if, okay, so this is why I'm against trigger warnings, because if you're at the point where something is so actively bothering you and sending you back into your traumatic experience, then you're not addressing the trauma that happened in the first place. Okay. And mm. so I think that's a You're lot of collective. Yeah, mm. Right, right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she knows some shit. <laughs> I be reading. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so, so yeah, so I really, I feel like I've, I've done this with clients, but definitely also with friends who are just mm. like, oh, um. The the professor started talking about something. I'm like, oh, trigger warning. There should be a trigger warning for that. And and so, yeah, so that's like the first thing on the, the basic mental health level is I think people are finding very creative ways to avoid dealing with trauma. Mm. Um, and that's one of them. Wow. Mental health is here for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then the second one also, and this just comes from my experience of sitting in classrooms for way too long with white people, mm. is that this is also a way that people don't have to deal with That's things. That's what I was thinking. Right? So it's like, this makes me uncomfortable. I'm triggered. 
I'm leaving. Right. I'm white and I'm uncomfortable. They so I'm that. gonna leave here. This this was triggering. This class was triggering. Um, so I, I taught a diversity class last semester. I told you about that shit show. It was a mess. I taught a diversity class a with 27 white women. Oh. One U.S. Uh, U.S. black, I guess is the way to say it, and one international diasporic black. Diversity <laughs> class. A diversity class. And this was the makeup. I had seven Kirstens in my class. <laughs> like, it was... Uh, it was, it was it was very bad. It was very bad, just to say the least. So, so this is the thing, right? So, um, I even though I got to structure it myself, I have to follow this model, you know, blah, 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 standardized syllabus, whatever. Um, and every day, without fail, there would be a white woman saying, like, there should have actually been a trigger warning for this um, syllabus. You know, when I took diversity in undergrad, oh, these are graduate students, by the way. When I took diversity in undergrad, uh, we were allowed to not come to the class if we thought we were going to be triggered by the topic. So she just going to skip the whole semester? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> not show up? Yeah. And what was she triggered by? Um, it, so she, exactly. So the thing about triggered is that you actually have to experience a trauma related to that thing. And you, you have no trauma related to transphobia, but you want to skip the transphobia lecture. Because wow. cause it might be triggering to me. How? 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 <laughs> like, How and that's the thing. Like, buzzwords, right? Triggering is different than feeling uncomfortable exactly. about some shit. Like, you don't want to deal with gender and, and feeling, like, implicated in... You reinforcing this binary right, right, right. of like a woman should be and should look like this, so you don't want to come to the transphobia lecture. Skip the whole transphobia, right? Lecture. So Kirsten didn't come to the transphobia lecture. Um, yeah, I'm about to say. I wish. So here, okay. So here's the thing. So I teach master students, right? And this is the worst part about it. I'm a family therapist, and I'm training other family therapists. And so one day, Kirsten is going to go out into the world. And fuck and up just somebody. Deep up in, a in somebody's session. psyche, fucking it up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so because they are master students, if they get a C in the class, they fail. And so I handed out C's like, okay. You right. get a C. You get a C. <laughs> Everybody gets a C. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh my God. But the the grades also have to be like co-signed by the coordinator of the program who is a former white Kristen, right? So, so she, she's like, you can't give this many C's. Like, this is a master's program, which is a moneymaker for universities, right? Because most, wow. most of the time, master's students pay out of pocket because they're not going to fund you like a PhD student because you're not going to be around long enough. And it's not as fun as the undergraduate experience. So they don't give you the scholarships and all of that to entice you to come. So master's programs are money makers for universities. And she's like, right there. girl, you can't fail every Kristen in the class, <laughs> even though you want to. I'm like, look at these papers they turned in. Like, it's not it's not just I'm not just failing them because they basic. Right. I'm failing them on like these criteria in they're the syllabus. Even, they're not even meeting the basics. That they did not meet. And a C is generous. Because in real life, you should have an F. How are you even here? And... So, but I was not allowed to fail all of them. I think one of them got a C and has to retake the class. Thankfully, I won't be teaching it. But so. the rest of them are just unleashed <laughs> on the rest of us. Just out here. 
out here seeing clients. That's, that's like that's like the beginning of like some awful scary movie, right? Right. There. <laughs> just white women don't know shit. Just out in the world. Oh, wow. Right. Jordan Moose. Peele, somebody get on that. And that's what I'm like. Get this should that. be the follow up to Get Out. That is awful. My God. So that was that was the mental moment with money. All right. Woo! So <laughs> again, PhD candidate. You know, I just wanted to be out here. Throw that back out there. The, the, I'm okay. I'm just gonna brag on myself a little bit for a minute. Can y'all woo, indulge woo. me? The first black woman in my program ever. Yes. Like this is sad, y'all. My program is the oldest accredited family therapy program in the country. Started in 1954, and I'm the first black woman that they (laughs) will graduate. I'm like, you know, when you think about black history, you think about this stuff real far off. But I'm like, I'm about to be black black history. history. (laughs) Black history. (laughs) (laughs) No, fuck that. Let's put up a statue to you. (laughs) I got to get my pose right. Like, you know. Let's put up a statue to you. It's sad, but yeah. And they put you through hell. You being they, real modest here, but they've—I mean—they've done yeah. some of the worst. I mean, white we, awful fuckery. We only got like an hour. Right. I was so. about to say that would be a that—that'd that, be, be a whole rooftop thing in itself. Oh my gosh! So yeah. All right. So accidentally, I've been ending the latest episodes with the worst stuff that has happened to me during dating. Um... <laughs> And this has actually been the thing that people have responded to the most. Because it's hard out here. I guess my pain is hilarious for people. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what I've gotten response to. So I've decided to call it an actual segment. It's going to be called The Curved Chronicles. The the Chronicles of me getting curved, mostly. But also, the opposite way. Because I've curved a few. You have. (laughs) Um. Yeah, <laughs> and this is gonna feed into the topic today too. So these two are kind of gonna blend together. And I invited Nikita. Don't do that. I just I, this is radio. You have to be audible. Our, you just, can't side eye me. Insert side eye here. <laughs> go go ahead. Go Nikita ahead. stares shadily, like <laughs> basically, like a closed caption. Yeah. Ahead. Um. But you don't you don't really do the digital dating. I'm an analog girl in a digital world. But you're like you're a millennial. I feel like I'm 28 going on 47. <sighs> it's too much. So all right, so we're gonna talk about this like clash. We we date very differently. We meet people very differently. This is true. Um, I think our dating histories are very different. You tried it. Go ahead. <laughs> well. Okay. All right. So let's just do this. Um, So I guess I wanted to start my Curved Chronicle. I I needed to tell you what happened at Biblos downtown. Oh, yeah. Tell me. Tell me. Okay. So for those of y'all who are like, I didn't know there was New York State above Yonkers. um, Syracuse has one black club. Boo, Syracuse. Oh, yeah. OCC is trash. Oh. Yes. Yeah. That's where Babyface was working. It's garbage. And the, yeah. Our, our homie Babyface was working there. They wouldn't use her prefer, preferred name, name or pronouns. Yeah. And we're just like... Right. Yeah. So, yeah, OCC is trash. Fuck Agreed. Em. Syracuse is also trash, but we are lit 
So we try to, we try to, you know, because when when TK introduced us like Upstate, everybody was like, oh, so I'm like, oh no, Syracuse. Um, but yeah, if anybody ever want to come up, not in the don't winter, even, though. don't even waste that train ticket. Honestly, <laughs> just stay your ass right here. Invite us down, but don't do that train. Uh, that's true. Don't, that's true. Invite us down. Don't, don't come up. Don't do that. <laughs> But there's one place. It's called Biblos, and it's it's been open all of two months. Um, and so by day, it is a Mediterranean restaurant, and after eight, every black person in Syracuse congregates yes. there <laughs> to listen to music. I mean, it's it's so dead in Syracuse that black folks are waiting on the sidewalk to get in. And again, this is a restaurant, and I think the owner did not anticipate the overwhelming. Because we have no place to go. He like, so I just have to turn on the radio and play rap music and black people will line up. That's another thing. There's nowhere you can go in Syracuse where there's going to be, uh, where there are playing any kind of black music. That, none. none. Syracuse didn't even have, I was listening to oldies because that's what I love. And I was listening to the radio station. It's 6.20 a.m. Not even an FM station. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it'd be Luther, you know, a thousand... Because the static would kick in. That's that's how I got to listen to my black music in Syracuse. And we just got a black radio yeah, station this FM. summer. We moved up to the FM. FM, yeah. Uh, everyone just looks so sad. I know. They I, like, I ooh. Right. Y'all celebrating? That's it's painful. And this is, I don't know, it's really interesting to me because Syracuse has this rich history of liberation yes. for black folks. Yes. And now it's like the highest rate of concentrated poverty for black for folks. For black people, right. And Harriet Tubman is very, not even 30 minutes from campus. Right. And it's Frederick, uh, it was Frederick Douglass's stomping ground. Yeah. We got this whole, like, plaques and monuments, the Freedom Trail. Every, this should be, we should be like Atlanta in Syracuse. This right. was like, if you made it to Syracuse, it was like playing freeze tag, like safe. Right. I'm, I'm, so I'm not a slave anymore. <laughs> that's yes. You know, and now it's just like desperation and yeah, that's very depression accurate. for black folk. Um, and I think that was intentional. Yeah. I was about to say it's not. It's like, it's not a oh, y'all, y'all like Syracuse? Y'all free? I was like, oh, y'all niggas like liberation? <laughs> yeah. Shut that shit down. Just take this poverty right quick. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, Biblos is popping, right? So um, we in there. Mm, mm, mm. You stood me up, so you wasn't there, but I was in there. Mm, mm. You see how she do me? She she flakes regularly. It's like a part of her personality. Okay, moving right along with your little uh, chronicle here. <laughs> okay. All right. So the Curve Chronicle, right? So I'm getting to it. Um, so I'm in there, and I'm pretty loud. Like, everybody knows I'm gay. Like, I'm pretty loud about it. Um, and so, you know, for activist purposes. And activist <laughs> purposes. Is that what we calling it now? Activist I mean, purposes? I mean, um, well, I'm, I'm like, I feel slightly erased as a basic femme presenting person. Okay, you know, so I feel like I just have to go the extra mile, which gets to my curved chronicle, right? So there's there was this really tall, and this is another thing, right? I'm tall. I'm 5'10". So I get mad hype when I see other tall girls. Like, we had a moment, I was like, Jay is tall, yay! And um, especially tall masculine women. You have a type. I have a type, have whatever. A type. Um, so, so I was just like, ooh. I saw her when she walked in, right? I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, but I also saw her friend. And so because, because I know the community, I'm like, this could either be 
her girl, or right, this could be right, right. her friend who came because she didn't want to go to the club by herself, whatever, because she was not interested. The friend was just like on her phone in the corner, right? Um, and so I went actually went up to the friend first because I saw her talking to another girl that I know. And so I'm like, okay, let me be mixy. So I went over there. I was like, oh, hey, da da da. Y'all go, you know, y'all go here. How did y'all find out about Biblos? Whatever, whatever. So the tall girl is still standing there, fine as fuck, just, you know, standing there. So they start playing all my favorite songs to bounce my ass to. So I'm dancing. I'm oh, dancing. So you putting in work. <laughs> you, you know how I do. I know how you do. Um, and so, I, you know, I was just dancing, trying to be cute to get a little bit closer to her. So, you know, like. Backing that ass up, getting real close. <laughs> yes. That's cute. Um, and she was up against a pole, so she wasn't really moving. But I couldn't tell if she was standing there because I was dancing or if she was standing there because it was crowded and she was up against a pole so I backed up a little bit to try to you know survey so I'm like no she got space she can move but she didn't so anyway I end up like asking her her name and stuff and she's like really short you know just saying it and so I was like how can I tell her that I'm gay like I don't I didn't know how to facilitate that interaction so anyway some uh, some next song comes on right and I like tap her arm like like to come dance, with dance. You? yeah okay. Um, and she danced with me. And and so then after we danced, I'm like, okay, well, obviously we're together because she just danced with me. Like, in true lesbian fashion. I mean, clearly. Uh, like if you didn't if you didn't want to dance with me, uh, so so after we danced, I I continued to stand next to her and then I realized, okay, this is too much. So I walked away, went to the bar, was cute, was cute, whatever. So then she came over to the bar. And was and was asking me like what I was drinking or whatever, and she asked me if I was with Rozzy, uh-huh. who is our other friend that I was there with, and I was like, oh no, no, that's just, <laughs> that's just my homie. I don't have a girlfriend. Ah, right there, right there. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> <laughs> it's wide open. <laughs> <laughs> and so she was like, oh, I. And that was it. That was it. <laughs> So I was like, I don't, I don't know what that was, right? So then Biblos lets out. It's like one, one thirty because again, it's Syracuse, so it's popping from eight to one. You better get it in quick. Um, and so as we're leaving out, I see her again, and so I hit her arm, and she looked at me like, "Who are you?" <laughs> like it was kind of like a, a lean in question face. And I was like, bitch, I'm the one who just threw all this ass on you. (laughs) You asked me if my friend was my girl. And so she was like, like the question mark face. And so I just realized I have horrible luck when the club lets out trying to holler. Because the the girl, when I was, the last time I was in Brooklyn. Oh, right. She was with the card. And she she did a hands up, don't shoot when I was handing her my information. But why are you handing out, (laughs) is that a normal thing, handing out a card? That's kind of wack. I didn't have a piece of Here's paper. Here's my card. That was that was a little wack. I didn't have anything to. That's right. what I'm saying. You, right. let, let me shut my basic ass up because I ain't got no card to give out. You can't. You can't be like. It's awkward when everybody. <laughs> First of all, my cards are cute. They are. They are. I was. I was. Just they have my them. number on them. They have, Along with your fax number, your email, <laughs> it's just and my picture. I think my car is cute because then it you know cute. you meet somebody, you get a car, you like I don't know who this is, but mine has my picture on it. So all right, that's you know 
I wow. that's what I feel like. I'm like, you know, you know, I at least know about Vista Print. Like that's you know, you know something about me. Anyway, so she, so this girl at Biblos looked at me like she didn't recognize me. So we walked out this, uh, the club. And so then we get to the end, and I was driving. So everybody else is, like, waiting for Uber because we also got Uber this summer. Yeah. Um, so, you know, everybody using Uber, even though you could walk every, anywhere. anywhere right. Like, you know, people just... Every Uber ride in Syracuse is $6. Don't... Like, yeah. where are you going? The, c- <laughs> the city is, like, nine blocks. Okay. If even. If even. <laughs> Campus is like three blocks from downtown. Oh my god! Like, what are you? Where are you Ubering to? So everybody's waiting for Uber, and I'm standing on the corner. And her friend, who was originally with her, was like, "Oh, let me get your Instagram, Snapchat, whatever." To and so you? I'm like, "Yeah." So okay. I'm like, "Oh, she sent her." You friend. thought I'm about to say you shoot the, yeah, the wing? Yeah, yeah, right. I'm like, "Oh, she sent her friend. That's so cute." So then her friend hits me up on whatever social media platform it was, and she was just like, "Oh, can you add me to the Black Graduate Student?" Uh, listserv. Oh. <laughs> so I was like, wow. <laughs> it's like, utter curve. Like, this was, this was not what I thought was going to happen at all. I thought she was going to hit me up like, so my friend wanted me to... No, that was not what that was. She was like, yeah, I saw you were on the e-board of the black graduate student. The e-board? Yeah. Maybe you could have given her a card. She talked about an e-board. <laughs> well, I mean, there's only four black graduate students. I, I kind of default got vice president. Well, next time we out in the streets, point out so I can fuck her up. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah, so that's my latest uh, Curve Chronicle. And I mean, I just don't know. I so you tell me that analog is better than digital. I mean, I don't know if it's better. I'm just extremely like awkward, so I just can't be on though. You know, I I don't even have Snapchat. I tried to get it, and I got overwhelmed. It's just so all these buttons, things is flashing and filters. It's too much. <laughs> it's not user. It's not intuitive. It's and not. I think that's their thing. Like, oh, how'd you get that effect? And they like figure I just it like out. To meet people like organically too. I feel like like you know you can. See but if you're like vibing with somebody. How do you do that? I don't know. I just be out in the streets. There's <laughs> about three places to go in Syracuse. So, so you, know, so you, you know honey dip at the coffee shop? There are no honey dips They're at the not. coffee shop. There could Stop be. this lie. There could be. Do you? That's the thing. As I think, as a as a a black lesbian who's like femme, I'm not gonna bump into somebody at a coffee shop. Well, I mean. Neither am I. Nobody's going to come up to me. I feel like people think... I be, they, see, you know, this is always what I hear. Studs, boys, doms, AGs, whatever. Masculine of center women say. And you're damn right. Because I'm out here. Fems, y'all got to approach us. We doing half the work. Y'all just... And exactly. then when we do... Well, I can't, I can't be... Uh, I can't be bothered with their outcome. <laughs> I'm just out here, visibly queer, walking into all my black queer uh, glory. I've done most of the work. I've, I've done the work. So what you're saying is this an 80-20 situation, and you've no. done the 80 just by I'm just being masculine when you're, when you're visible, I feel like you are on the receiving end of like hate crimes, and you're visible, and you're out there. Bitch, it's not going to hurt you to t- just ask me for some coffee. <laughs> I'm, I'm out here for... I've got the community on my back. Okay. Just out here, visible, open. Just ask me out. That's not too much. Okay, how would you like to be approached? 
Oh, I've never thought about this. That's a good question. Since a card is obviously a no. <laughs> huh, how would I like to be approached? I don't know. I've never thought about it. So, so if I saw you walking down the street. Hey, yo, ma. No, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We say no to street harassment. Just, just throwing that out. Hey, yo, grandpa loafers. Oh, I'd be like, who is she talking to me? <laughs> she talking to me. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like. I feel like the way, you know this about me, the way I've been in uh, relationships or I've gotten to know people, it's just been like real organic. Nobody's ever spit a line. It's just like you meet people, you hang out with them, and but, you're like, oh, there's something there. I don't think this is unique to you, but it's going to feel like shots fired. Pe- I feel like femmes or like people who don't identify as masculine presenting or masculine of center have to beat y'all over the head and be like, I like you. I would like this to fuck true. you. This is true. If that's okay with you. And I'm just, and you know, we are living in a different moment. Everybody dressed queer. I can't, I don't know who's what now. And so I'll be out trying to ask somebody. And you know, like I do political work. So I was like, I don't know if you're trying to recruit me or going on a date with me. And it's like, no. And it's like, every, everybody's no. gender bending. Everybody's queer. And I was like, I don't know. And then, you know, I, I try to ask somebody out. They're like, actually, I'm not queer. That happens to me, too. It's so it's different. not just... It's how different. is it different? I feel like because I'm masculine presenting, I feel like it's pervier. It's, it's just gross. I feel like I feel like I get it more because I'm not masculine presenting. That, I feel like you have more like leeway these, to do it. I've, I've started calling them faux heteros. This is a thing. And I'm like, they, they want to, like... Play, you know, like Angel oh my god, because you say you got the community on your back. I think I got the community on my back as well. Like it's a, yes, it's, a it's a, it's a small community. I mean, this is true, especially in Syracuse. I think you know the six degrees of separation of all people about for three. for black lesbians is probably one, it's probably one and a half, one, <laughs> one point like, seven five like, degrees. You know, oh yeah, okay. You know, um, so I think I'm pretty, at, at least in Syracuse and surrounding upstate areas, everybody knows I'm gay. This is true. And so when I walk out my house, I expect the bitches to flock. Like, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. Just a, a gaggle of bitches a, outside a, your apartment a, door? A gaggle. A gaggle. A, a quiggle of queers to just be <laughs> lined up. I mean... It, it snows and it's gray 10 months out the year in it's Syracuse. True. And I be serving prints. You do. I be serving neon right. colors. Right. You be flashing. In the gray of Syracuse. So you say you're the light of Syracuse? I am. I mean, <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think queerness is read on to me in a different way. Cause, I agree. Because we talked about this too. Like you're masculine presenting, but I have a very dominant essence about myself. Right. And, and so I think even without me saying anything about my sexual orientation, people be like, "That's true." You uh, you know I always iron. say I'm masculine, but I'm really a delicate flower at heart. You are. I really am. You are. I'm not. That's okay. I'm like the I'm like the reverse. I feel like people assume that I'm this dainty girl who won't like. Yeah, you, you put yourself out there far more than I do, though. I think. Right. So how do you successfully initiate? Because the thing is, it's not like, well, social media is my thing. Like, that's what I do. It's where I found community. I think it's where I found names for all these experiences that I was having. 
Um, Syracuse is an isolating place, so I feel connected to the world through social media. So it only makes sense to me that I would also be using social media to date if, like, all these other important relationships in my life develop on social media. But it has not worked either, so... Girl, you know I ain't got no answers. (laughs) We just finna be two little lonely bitches on this couch. (laughs) (sighs) I mean, I I think statistically speaking, I thought that putting myself out there, not only physically, but also digitally, it would heighten my chances of getting chose, and it just hasn't. You know, I, I know, I absolutely hate... Uh, cliches, but I do feel like it'll come when you least expect it. Like you're not gonna be looking for it. You, you know, y'all gonna grab the same vegan something, <laughs> and y'all gonna lock eyes. <laughs> or you gonna be both reaching for sister outsider? You like praise the Lord. <laughs> the Lord, the Lord has has blessed us. Okay. Audrey, that is Audrey. Right. <laughs> what did, What did you say earlier? Dialect, Lord. Well, that was just man, a white a white man that own. Lo- but yeah. when you throw so an E on Lord. it... So we're talking about Audrey. Mother feminist right, Audrey. Right, right. Yes. Just to make that distinction. Clear. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe. I mean, Afropunk is coming up. Ooh, I about to say it. I guess. I about to say that's good. That's basically like baddie central right there, ain't it? Yeah, I guess. But you know, I've gone to other events thinking that. Like, okay. Now, this is... They basically advertising like, black queer people, come here. And then I show up. <laughs> It's like that music plays. Girl, I don't know. I think I got accidentally digitally curved once. What happened? I think I told you about this. So oh, we, yeah. This was... Instagram had me real fucked up. So something She can't happened. work Instagram. Some change happened at Instagram where you added somebody, you sent them a direct message. And so I was just trying to leave a comment on a Beyonce video concert. And so I messaged them. And I, like I said, I'm real awkward. So I was like, oh, I was like, this is so fun. Wish I could have been there. And I sent her a direct message. And so, of course, my neurotic, awkward ass sends a slew of other messages saying, oh, my God, I don't know how to direct. I don't know how to work the Internet. I'm so sorry. I wasn't trying to hit on you. So sorry. And you know, she never responded. <laughs> To none of those messages? To to none of my neurotic flurry of messages. But wait, wait, wait. I'm going to make it worse. You know this person. And we're in a group chat together. (laughs) And she still ain't responded. Never. 26 weeks ago, I looked today. (laughs) Never responded. Why you still look? Don't that make the hurt come back? I just wanted to be prepared for today's segment. You know, it was you know, research. It was research. You should pull a, um, a Yo Gotti and unfollow her and then follow her back and see if she noticed. She's not going to notice. You think? I think she would notice. She know. doesn't have that many followers. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Oh. This is neither here nor there. Okay. All right. So I did have... Okay. We got five minutes left. Oh. But I had one last question. How do you... How do you flirt then? Oh, is it God. is it different to flirt online than in person? I'm not. I don't think I'm good at flirting. And I feel like I, online I'm probably like a 12 year old, just sending a whole bunch of emojis. <laughs> <laughs> Insert creepy smile here. You do do that. Send a lot of winky faces. That's actually kind of pervy. Yeah. I should stop that. <laughs> Cause imagine that emoji in life. Like if you was doing that. 
gonna, I'm gonna stop that today. over and over because <laughs> when you send ten in a row, it's like, I'm, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> I'm not sending ten in a row. That's, Seven. I don't want to. I don't need to get into the details. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I think so. My sister, my baby sister, actually told me that this was too much and thirsty. When I follow somebody, because I'm like, ooh, she bad. And then go through and like, that is, like that a is lot of pictures. You have to stop doing that. Well, I just thought, well, outside of flirting, I thought that that was like a welcome no, package. Like, hey, not. I'm Period. a new follower. Spring 2017, you liking pictures from April of 2015. Not that far back, but I mean, I'm a new follower. I want you to know I'm an interactive follower and I'm on no, your page liking stuff. That's, I think it is a little bit parched. Not like holy thirsty, but a little part. <laughs> like that. Right. Okay. Retweets on Twitter. Those don't mean anything. That's not a. That's not a thing. That's what I mean. Like, okay, there's no way to win on this. So, all right. So before we get out of here, and it's our time, I got stickers. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, I got these Black Trans Lives Matter stickers. Yeah, yes. uh, they are limited supply. I think I got six of them, but I got all these Queer Walk stickers on deck. So if y'all want a Queer Walk sticker or a card, <laughs> I have those. Email too. you by the date. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to email anybody for a date. You, all right? I mean Skype maybe, but not right. email. And we're done here. <laughs> all right. Thanks, y'all. Whoa, 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 whoa. You need to do that little fundraising pitch. Oh, so I have a, a PayPal. If you, thank you. If you want to support Queer Walk, the podcast, you can hit the PayPal. It's paypal.me slash queer W-O-C. So that would be greatly yes. supported. Thank Thanks, y'all, y'all so much. How do we give it up for Nikita right here? Give it up for money. This is their first live episode. Queer Walk. Super excited to have them here on the on the roof with us. Oh my God. Follow all the things. Give them all the money. And get all the stickers in the cards, yo. I got cards too. Yo.